G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby and update on the week's political agenda. Martin Niles is back with us. Martin, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Good to be back. Hey, Martin, let's talk about the ACNC, the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission, because they've been the target of some new regulations being tinkered with around the edges by the federal government. Is there an update on where they're at with uh, those changes to regulations? Well, you and I spoke about this last week, Neil. This is the regulation that's going through the parliament at the moment which would allow the body that regulates charities, so that includes groups like the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, to deregister charities, to rob them of, to take away their charitable status, just at the click of their fingers, if the anyone associated with a particular charity commits what is known as a summary offence. Now, it used to be that they could be deregistered if someone associated with the charity committed an indictable offence. Uh, and for the non-lawyers out there, an indictable offence is a very serious offence. It's a crime. Uh, a summary offence, however, is, a, is the most minor kind of offence. We're talking, you know, there are a number of traffic offences which come under the summary offences banner, so really minor. Things like uh, unlawful assembly. So sometimes things attached with, well, sometimes things that people might do Uh, when they're politically protesting or when they want to make a stand about some policy or law uh, or things like public nuisance or or unlawfully entering property. And, you know, as the Australian Christian Lobby, we we look at the sorts of activities that we engage in and we never set out to break the law and indeed we don't believe in breaking the law. However, we have a huge volunteer network. We're engaged in all kinds of grassroots activities and these sorts of very minor things can happen as an incident of people going about their business, making mistakes, or one person going a bit rogue who needs to be pulled in or or gotten rid of or whatever. And those simple actions, those minor misdeeds of individuals, even by mistake, can threaten our very existence as a charity. Um, Now, the reason we're concerned, of course, is because one of the things that activists do these days to shut down people like us is that they sue us or they take legal action against us or they make complaints against us to people like human rights commissions or the ACNC or whatever and this is just another string in their bow to come after us to try and shut us down so it's a a very concerning regulation for us it threatens it's an existential threat to our existence Uh, and so we've been asking people to please um, contact those senators who are crucial to stopping this, and that is Pauline Hanson and Malcolm Roberts, both One Nation, both Queensland senators. So if you're a Queenslander, ring their office and say, hey, I heard about this bill where charities can be shut down, can be deregistered uh, for people committing minor offences. I don't support it. And you could even say, because I want, you know, I, I, I appreciate the Australian Christian lobby or whatever, and I want to protect them, whatever you want to say. 
just those simple words to somebody on the phone um, at one of those offices will make a big difference. We thought the vote was going to occur last Monday. It's actually been delayed. This happens quite a lot, though, so it's normal, but it's been delayed. It'll come up again down the line a little ways. And so people's support is really appreciated on that. It's a really important thing for churches and Christian charities. Um, you know, it's going to uh, mean a lot uh, to have that stopped. So there is a delay, and uh, we'll count that as a positive thing because there's a little more time to uh, gather some support behind uh, protection for Christian charities here. But uh, 24th, 25th of November, that's not that far away as a delay. It's only really the next uh, three or four weeks. So this is a time to be uh, very attentive to being involved in this campaign, get in touch with those senators. Uh, it is, yes. And if people don't want to pick up the phone and make a call, just go to our website, atl.org.au, and you'll see a link to the campaign, Save Our Charities, and you can fill in a little email, and it'll do all the hard work for you. It'll send it to the right people and so forth. But this is a perfect time. We've got, uh, we've got a few weeks uh, to get as many people as possible, uh, making contact with, uh, with particularly One Nation. Uh, we'll do some lobbying, too, with the government, and uh, we pray for a good outcome. Okay, let's talk prostitution here in Victoria. The sex work discrimination bill tabled in the Victorian Parliament last week and uh, it'll be debated uh, this coming Wednesday. So this is really current. This is happening this week, this debate. That's right. So uh, there's always something going on in Victoria, Neil. And um, in Victoria at the moment, they want to decriminalise prostitution completely. Um, now, there's uh, this is a tragic industry really uh, people i find in australia don't fully understand just the evils of the prostitution industry in this country uh, we sort of have very sanitized views of what this entails you know high class escorts this kind of thing look that's not the reality that's not the ugly underbelly of the prostitution world in this country uh, there is widespread trafficking Australia is a key trafficking destination for uh, girls and women from Southeast Asia. There are women in this country right now who are effectively sex slaves, uh, spending most of their days uh, in uh, accommodation without passports and so on and working in brothels for long, long hours. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's really is a diabolical and a devilish and an evil industry. And we obviously oppose the decriminalisation of prostitution because of all that it represents. Uh, we think that this needs to be stamped out, uh, not just because we have a Christian sexual ethic, uh, but because we value the lives of trafficked women who are all over this country in the suburbs of our cities and towns. Um, we don't just oppose it, however. We have an alternative, and we have been lobbying hard in Victoria We've been lobbying hard in other states as well, probably made the most progress in states like South Australia and Western Australia, where we would like to see, uh, not, we don't want to, it's not necessarily that we want to see trafficked women criminalised. And that's what most anti-prostitution laws do at the moment. What we'd rather do is criminalise the purchase of women. We'd rather criminalise the purchase of prostitution. And so there is a uh, law reform model. It's known as the Nordic model because it originated in Sweden. Uh, and the idea is to criminalise the purchase of sexual services, criminalise the purchase of prostitutes, and that just kills the demand. Uh, and it has been really quite effective in countries where they have done it. Uh, and we would love to see uh, that sort of law reform adopted in Australia to end trafficking, not to promote it, not to turn a blind eye to it, not to decriminalise it, uh, but to actually end 
this industry and uh, or at least curtail it to a very great degree, far greater than it is now. So we are advocating for that in Victoria. And so if you participate in the campaign, anyone who's listening, uh, again at our website to write to your MPs to oppose that, you are giving more energy, more fuel to our campaign to adopt an alternative legislative reform uh, which can significantly reduce trafficking and all the horrors that go with it in this country. We've been talking about this for years, an alternative reform, and there is some traction, and I guess worthy of mention that this has been endorsed by the European Parliament as best practice for preventing sexual exploitation, and it's operating in a whole lot of countries now, isn't it, Martin? Oh, look, it really is. I mean, it's in Sweden, Norway, Canada, Ireland... France, Israel, Iceland, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really uh, common around the world now because they did it first in Sweden and the police there said this works. Uh, and so it has now started to go around the world. And we find that some of these highly progressive countries with whom we are often in disagreement over social policy tend to be well ahead of the curve on this. Uh, because they tend to just have a uh, their views on the damages of the sexualization of women are a little bit better than ours in some respects. And so they have taken uh, really good steps uh, here, and it works. And as you say, Neil, the European Parliament has endorsed it. So this is a tried and tested uh, model. This is a tried and tested law reform. And uh, we have been trying to make politicians listen, as you say, for years. And, you know, the more energy we can give to this, the better, because there are now a significant minority of politicians in some states who support this. And so I think we're not far away from getting this law reform actually introduced into a parliament somewhere in this country. It might be South Australia, it might be WA, it might be Victoria. Uh, we're on the way to making some progress here. So uh, people need to get behind this and years of effort may indeed be about to pay off. Nothing worth doing is easy. But uh, if we keep our shoulder to the wheel, it happens. It happens and you need to be attentive to the detail when they come up and timing is always important too. Hey, let's focus on Western Australia for a few moments because uh, some significant things happening in WA. Changes to the Equal Opportunity Act in WA and this is a direct threat to the freedoms that churches and Christian ministries have experienced. Just give us an update what's going on in Western Australia, Martin. Yeah, this is important for all West Australians who value Christian schools in particular, but also the ability of any Christian charity or organisation to employ people who will promote and share its ethos. Uh, that is a freedom that Christian groups and charities have enjoyed for a long time. Uh, it's a freedom that is enjoyed by any group that has a faith-based mission or a political mission. So you think of, for example the Liberal Party of Australia. Well, they have a freedom to ensure that they employ people who share their political objectives. Uh, most organisations can't discriminate on the basis of someone's political conviction when they try and employ them. But the Liberal Party of Australia can because they exist to promote a particular political view. So it makes sense that they can discriminate. They have that freedom. Uh, the same with the Labor Party, the same with the Greens, the same with One Nation, the same with all political groups. And there's a lot of political, uh, even uh, you know, Equality Australia, uh, sort of a, a pro-LGBT political activist group. They can discriminate when they employ staff and choose people who share their ethos. Um, 
Well, it's the same for faith-based organisations. It's the same for churches. It's the same for Christian schools. Because if you don't have Christian staff, you don't have a Christian organisation. So that's where, that's where we're coming from here. That's the important freedom at stake. In WA, the Law Reform Commission is currently discussing the possibility of taking that freedom away or uh, chipping away at that freedom in relation to religious organisations. So in relation particularly to Christian schools is the main focus, but all faith-based groups are potentially at stake. Now, that's uh, a reform that would affect, that could effectively end Christian schooling in WA if it goes too far, or indeed if it goes anywhere at all. And so West Australians really, uh, I think this is a crucial moment to uh, take the opportunity to write to the Law Reform Commission and let them know uh, that you are opposed to taking away any of these freedoms, um, particularly if you are somebody who can write on behalf of a church, so if you're a pastor, or if you can write on behalf of a school or some Christian organisation, that would be especially powerful in this particular process. And if you want to find out how to do it, again, just go to the ACL website, and the link to that campaign, West Australian Christians Equal Opportunity Changes or West Australian Christian Schools Changes, the link is there. Click on it, read the instructions and follow through. Uh, it doesn't take too much time. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a wordsmith. It doesn't have to be the Magna Carta. Uh, you can just write a couple of paragraphs um, and the instructions are all there. This is really important. We're seeing the same sort of threats in Victoria at the moment. So uh, these things often happen in several states at once. And this is the current battlefront for us. One to be involved in once again and submissions by this coming Friday, the 29th, for that uh, issue in Western Australia. Uh, Go to the acl.org.au website. You'll find a link there to how you can participate in that. And, of course, uh, bottom line there is if you've got Christian schools being run by non-Christians, you don't really have a Christian school. So uh, that's pretty important stuff. Hey, you've got a great campaign coming up, Martin Isles, and I might just honour ACL for the commitment to uh, trying to mobilise Australians to reclaim Christmas. And you've got a special way that you'd like to help that reclamation happen, and that's with the distribution of the Gospel of Luke. Give us some insight into what you've got planned for this next two months in the lead up to Christmas. Well, this is very exciting for me, for me, Neil. This is uh, one of the most exciting campaigns I've ever run. Um, and it did stem from a thought uh, similar to what you just said, which is that Christmas seems to be, you know, ebbing away. Public celebrations of Christmas are less than ever. Uh, COVID has really done a number on public celebrations of Christmas. Most city councils and governments don't really go out of their way anymore. Uh, to promote Christmas, we're losing uh, a real public display of Christianity that this country used to enjoy every year. And I, it, it troubles me, and I've often thought, what can we do to bring Christmas back into the public squares and to reclaim it? And here's one thing we can do. Uh, we've decided that we're going to distribute half a million Gospels of Luke uh, to people's households. Now, half a million households is about 1.3 million Australians. And those Gospels are chosen because they have the longest, uh, they have the largest uh, section dedicated to the birth and childhood of Jesus. I think it's about 140 verses at the beginning that tell the Christmas story. 
And then to those who keep breeding, it goes all the way to the end. These are beautifully produced. They've got bronze foil printing on the front, customized covers. Uh, they've got the actual text has no verse numbers or chapter numbers. It just reads like a novel. Uh, it's beautifully laid out, beautifully put together. We've got half a million of these things on the way. Firstly, we need to pay for them. They're going to cost about a dollar each to get delivered. And so we ask for people, every dollar you give, you know, we're going to put another Gospel of Luke in a letterbox. Uh, so if you give 20 bucks, pray for 20 Gospels and 20 people who will receive them. Um, and we know that, you know, we've lost confidence in a lot of things lately. And confidence is, is really at a low ebb, I think, in this country. But we can always have confidence in the power of the Word of God. This is Scripture, this is God's voice, and he says, My word does not return void. Uh, it achieves the purpose for which I sent it. And then we know that Scripture says that this is powerful. It pierces hearts. It enlightens minds. I'm confident that by putting half a million Gospels of Luke out there this Christmas uh, and saying Happy Christmas uh, in the process to everybody who receives it, I am confident that good things will happen and that God's work will be done. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And uh, it's going to be ACL's massive volunteer network that gets these out all across the country in about 120 different electorates. So very exciting times, Neil, and something that we can do to celebrate Christmas in a way that really is meaningful. Uh, and I hope that in coming years we can do more and more of this kind of stuff. As you say, Martin, a massive volunteer network. No doubt there's room for a few more volunteers in all of those locations all around the country. As I understand it, something like a 100 locations across Australia. You have these uh, campaign organisers. You've got people who are linked to the network and uh, ready to roll up their sleeves and get involved, whether it's a political campaign or on this level here, which ought to attract a whole bigger uh, contingent of people to participate. But you're in about 100 locations around the country. No doubt you'd like to hear from some more people who could be your point person in various electorates or cities, towns and communities. Uh, how would you like people to respond to becoming involved in this whole process? Well, if people want to be part of the volunteer network uh, handing these out, we're not going absolutely everywhere, so there's no guarantee. However, we're going most places, and so there's a good chance. And all you need to really do is go to acl.org.au slash volunteer or go to the home page and click the volunteer button uh, and just put in your details. You'll get a call. You'll be able to ask all your questions. You'll be able to talk about what's happening and so on with the person who gives you a ring. Bear with us a little bit, though. It might take a few days because we have had, I think, about 550 volunteers sign up new uh, since we announced this campaign. Uh, it might even be more than that now. So we have a bumper crop of new people coming through, which is amazing. Praise God. Uh, we already have thousands uh, who are in the system. And we have about 125 local coordinators. And that is basically someone to lead an electorate. Uh, and be our point person, you know, our person on the ground in that electorate to connect with our team and all the rest of it. And we're looking for people who are energetic, who have really sincere faith in Christ uh, and, uh, and, and are real, you know, mobilizers and have a bit of time to be able to do that kind of thing. Um, so it's great for people who work part-time or retirees and things like that. Um, and we are still looking for a number of local coordinators in electorates that we don't yet have covered. 
So who knows? You might become a volunteer tomorrow and then a local coordinator the next day. We'll, we'll wait and see. But uh, if people want to get involved that way, that's amazing. If you can't do that, look, uh, a donation towards the cause, always welcome. Just give us a call just because uh, these Gospels, they cost a dollar each. It's a, it's a neat number uh, and we do need all the dollars to get them out there. So there's ways in which people could be a part of this uh, this campaign. Well, honour to you and the team at ACL for getting a initiative like this up and going. And here, an opportunity for people to become involved, uh, not at the political activist level, but at a level where every member of the family can do something very useful in getting a Gospel of Luke into the hands of your neighbours, a simple letterbox drop. Martin Isles, Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby, always so good getting an update from you and for all of those campaigns. And there's there's something there for everyone to get their teeth into, to do something useful and worthwhile this week. Let me point people to acl.org.au, acl.org.au, and you'll find links to all those different campaigns. Participate wherever you can this week. Martin, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. My pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.